Our record isn't what we would have chosen if we could choose it this far in. But you know what? That we went into the season knowing that would be the case. You know, we made a lot of changes in the off season. New coach, new GM, new players, new. And uh, you know, I think what we have is a great locker room and a good brand of hockey. And I hope that when it's time to uh, w- that we're going to peak at the right time. It's a fun brand of hockey to watch. Um, things are are great here. You know, David Poyle is a, is uh, we're going to celebrate his retirement next week. He pops in from time to time. He's advising various uh, various of us on various things. Barry has fit in very well. It feels just right. I mean, you know, he he's come home, and um, I think the 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 future is really really exciting, and uh, I, I feel like we're we're in a really good place. Uh, by the way, they'll be at the City City Winery uh, next Tuesday. It'll be a fabulous luncheon, all in David Poyle's honor, and it's of course well deserved. So that'll be a fun, fun day for sure. This this is more about this is more than just a hockey club, Michelle, as you know, because the mm-hmm. building and I know you've got people in place, and David Kells does a wonderful job, and he wins awards all the time, and but that that building I feel like is always got something going on. And for somebody who's been in this town a long time, that was not always the case. But just to have, like, between navigating between these amazing concerts and monster trucks and, and and you know, a hockey schedule and everything that goes, in, you know, involved with that belt, what is it like, you know, with the constant, uh, you're talking about running a business. I mean, that's a big, big business. Yeah, there's never a dull moment. You know what? We we truly want to be we want to be an entertainment alternative for everyone. We want to have ev- something for everyone, and we also want to be the a very meaningful part of our community. So yes, this building is absolutely slammed with activity almost every night, and um, it's fun. It's fun to see the different. Uh, demographics come in. You know, last night was an R&B show. Tonight is a comedy show. Tomorrow is a hockey game. Sunday is Scott Hamilton's skating uh, and musical event that benefits cancer research. So, I mean, every night is different. And, um, you know, it keeps us fresh. It keeps us alert. It keeps us on our toes that, uh, that there's something different going on here all the time. And then also, you know, the community activation that we do, I mean, that is a huge, huge part of what we do. Of course, bringing people through the front doors of Bridgestone Arena is great, but us getting out in the community is just as important to us. So, you know, I've been here for 15 years, and um, it just it doesn't get stale. It is something that is really, really professionally enriching, but it's also personally so fulfilling. Tomorrow, the, the highlight of the 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 game well the highlight of the game hopefully will be a win but around the game is the, the game's built around hockey for cancer the hockey fights for cancer we have a great partnership with Vanderbilt we do it twice a year um, and and we'll do so many things that are meaningful and emotional and so hopefully we get two points and we raise a whole lot of money for for a great cause tomorrow so it's all of that all the time that keeps us energetic it keeps me engaged and it just makes me look forward to to what lies ahead michelle kennedy on the line with us you just heard her say justin been with the organization for a long time 15 years, 15 years. I, I knew it was a long time i didn't realize it was 15 years and i'm we, old darren no you're not not at all <laughs> not at all uh i we've had a lot of conversations michelle but i don't think i've ever heard you tell me or i've ever heard you say 
in an interview or anything. Like, how did you? How did this path start for you? How did you know? Did you know that this is what you wanted? Did it just turn into what you wanted? Like, how did all this this journey for you with the Predators? How did that begin? Yeah, look, was it? I'll give you a, a Cliff Notes version of the story. I I was a college student athlete at Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. during that time, I sort of I was I was intrigued by the business, and so I thought to myself, you know what? I think. A, a, a career in this business in some shape, form, or fashion would be intriguing to me. Um, and so, but I also could discern at that time that maybe the best way to go out and learn about business in general would be to go work in the, um, just in the corporate world for a while. So I worked for KPMG um, as an auditor. I audited financial statements for about five years. And I saw good business practices, bad business practices, and then at the time that I was ready to jump into this industry, it just so happened that the person who was the business manager at the Vanderbilt Athletic Department, which was my alma mater, he was leaving to start his own business. So my college coach called me, my college strength and conditioning coach called me, I was auditing Vanderbilt for KPMG, those people called me, so it was just sort of the perfect storm, Mm. and I ended up landing at Vanderbilt. I was there for seven years in the athletic department, Um, I, I was a senior associate athletic director for internal affairs, and I also tell people, I feel like I practice street law. Because people thought, hey, you know what? She's got some pretty decent business acumen. Maybe she can help me with this legal issue. And it really just resonated with me. And so at a very odd time in my career, when I was in my early 30s, I decided I was going to go to law school and formalize that that street law education that I felt like I'd gotten in, in the athletic department. So I did that. I went to law school at Vanderbilt, continued to do some consulting work for the CFO at Vanderbilt while I was in law school. And it was through her that she met um, Ed Lang, who used to be the president of business operations here, mm-hmm. and they were at a Girl Scout luncheon. And Ed, just in conversation, said, you know what, we're thinking about adding an in-house counsel for the first time. We've never had, uh, we've, al- we've always only used external lawyers, but with a new ownership group coming in, I think we're probably going to need an in-house presence. And she said to him, I know the perfect person. And so that was when I was in my second year of law school, I came down here and interned with them for a while while I was still doing the the consulting work at Vanderbilt and still going to law school. And then at the end of that, they hired me um, as their first in-house counsel 15 years ago. And then I was uh, I did that for a while. Then they figured out what I call my double professional disability. I'm both an accountant and a lawyer. And uh, I was CFO and general counsel for a while. Um, then hired two people more capable than myself to do those jobs and uh, became COO, and then recently, um, back in the summer, added another title or two. Yeah, you did. Uh, maybe you could help out Arizona University and help them find $250 million that they've Ouch. lost. Yeah, I know. Not that's, good. Not a good, that's not a good story. Not good <laughs> at all. Uh, and to your credit, um, you know that, that's interesting, that story, because obviously you, you have to leave an impression – for that person to say, hey, I've got the perfect person. And that's kind of been, that's what I would say about you, Justin. When you meet Michelle, like you just knew, you spend any time around her, like, okay, she's she's going. So like you just, <clears throat> she gets it and she's got a way with people and you just knew that she was good. So I'm not surprised by any of this, but now you've got the cool factor. And I know you've been there again for a long time, but. By the way, when you're listing all the things, and you're right, the different things that go through the arena, how about our guy Nate Bargatze just crushing it at Bridgestone Arena and setting the attendance record, and now you can't look or turn on anything 
without seeing Nate Bargatze, one of our own. It's amazing the blow-up factor of Nate Bargatze. It's absolutely, it's awesome. And you're, you're way too kind about me. I, I was a, have been in the right place at the right time uh, a lot in my life, and I've run across a lot of people who have helped me a great deal. But Nate Bargatze on SNL, Nate Bargatze on the CMA Awards, and, and it, he is um, such a humble, fun guy. Actually, his promoter, uh, Outback Presents, Mike Smartak, in the building tonight with another comedian. So um, we, we love the pipeline that, that Mike's created here, and certainly we love the hometown Nate, who still holds the attendance record here. About uh, something that a lot of people probably don't know, and that is the fact that the Nashville Arena, let me go very old school, Nashville Arena is one year or a year and a half older than than the Coliseum, than Nissan Stadium is right now. And we're talking about replacing, or we are replacing, Nissan Stadium, but there's been zero talk at all about replacing Bridgestone Arena or anything of the sort. I know for a fact that you guys take the upkeep of the arena very, very seriously and have to, given the amount of things that come into the building you know, all the time. But talk to me about that part of this. How do you make sure that Bridgestone Arena remains um, a, a center of entertainment in this city uh, for for it would seem years to come. It doesn't even seem like there's anything on the horizon or any chatter about, well, you know, we may want to replace the arena. But since when? I mean, everything seems to be, uh, you know, fine, other than the occasional, you know, natural disaster that comes in and does some <laughs> things. But, you know, you guys can't do anything about that. You guys are cleaning that up. But, you know, talk to me about just the upkeep of Bridgestone and making sure it doesn't get to where Nissan Stadium is now. Yeah, so it starts for us with being in the absolute perfect place in this city. So if we could choose, we could start from scratch, and someone said, we're going to build a brand-new arena where you want to put it, it would be in exactly the same place that we are right now. So we are in the perfect location. Kudos to Phil Bredesen for the vision, and it's absolutely perfect. With that said, it has always been our philosophy that we want to be in a constant renovation. There is something going on in this building almost mm. every day, but there's also some sort of renovation or, or upgrade going on in this building every day. And we have become so adept at doing things in the building to improve it while we continue to have shows. Last year, you mentioned natural disasters. We have unfortunately had our fair share of, of floods in the last year, not only in Bridgestone, but in a, in a, in a couple of other venues that we are involved in. But so we had to we had to move a game, but within 48 hours of that flood having come through, and the amount of water in this building was unbelievable. We were we were we were doing things again. We we had the building populated again. We had a concert within days of that flood, and it's because we've just it's become a proficiency that we have developed to be able to not shut down while we while we make it look better around us because if we did that we wouldn't be able to be the fourth busiest building in north america we wouldn't be able to do everything that we want to achieve day in and day out so we've had to learn how to improve around the activity that goes on in this building and and you know it's it's a source of number one pride number two it's a source of experience we were just in some business planning meetings earlier and um our data, our VP of strategy and data analytics was talking to us about what motivating factors 
able to return to your building. And it is ingress and egress. It's concession experience. It's the appearance of the building. Those are the things, and including, obviously, the entertainment product, but those are the things that they identify as what is really important in driving them back and encouraging them to come back. And so those things are really, really important. And so this building, we, we see it as the highest of compliments when people walk in this building and say, no way this building is 25-plus years old. It does not look like it. And so that's something that's been an absolute uh, stated objective of ours for a very long time. And I think it's really important. We think there are things that we hope five-plus years that are absolutely transformative hmm. um, that will add, you know, add towers to, to a couple of corners of the building. And re- But, you know, what will always be at the center of that is making sure that we're building something around the entertainment venue and that it's not detracting from it. We want all times for hockey or music or whatever's going on in here to be the feature. We want it, we want it to look cool and awesome and, and up and on the outside, but always that venue that, that is providing the best customer experience um, to everyone who walks through the door. I want to ask you about something that the Sports Authority has been batting around for a little bit. Uh, of course, you guys just hosted the Sports Authority earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I know for a fact, if nothing else is going to happen at Bridgestone Arena, Nashville Predator Hockey is going to happen 41 nights a year. You guys are the permanent, you know, home tenant of that building. However, there's been some chatter about the possibility of the WNBA or another type of women's basketball league coming in and making that Bridgestone Arena also their home um, and maybe room for another tenant there in the building. Is, is, that, is that a real possibility with all the concerts and everything else going on? Is there room for another tenant there uh, that's going to you know, bring people in on consistent nights? I mean, we, we always want to listen to business opportunities. We always want to to uh, be open minded about things. Um, but the 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 other venue that I'd like to put on the table for discussions like that is the one that we just built in Clarksville. We have F and M Bank Arena in Clarksville has a capacity of about five thousand people. It is it is new and shiny and wonderful, and that community is embracing it like nobody's business. And I think that it has the potential to be for Clarksville and that surrounding area, the same thing that this arena has been for Nashville. So certainly we, are, we would love to have those discussions. I will tell you that we would, we would immediately put Clarksville on the, on the table for those discussions um, because we feel like that would be a great fit for a WNBA team, a minor league hockey team. You know, a lot of different things could could work up there in a way that makes a whole lot of a whole lot more sense on a number of different fronts. So, if if those discussions come to us, we would make that pivot pretty quickly, I think, and begin to have discussions about that because we think that's the perfect market. All right. Last but not least, I've asked John Henry about the quiet rivalry between you know the predators and and the titans and now nashville sc as the professional teams in town uh and unfortunately even though hard as you may try uh no one's been able to bring the big championship here to nashville yes we've done the western conference yes the titans have won the afc uh it was a wonderful experience it was quite a ride but you know Sean Henry, you know, says they're very conscious <laughs> that uh, no one's been able to win the championship and they're not rooting against the other team. 
um, in town, but they obviously know uh, that Nashville is in the mood to have a really, really big party that only a championship can can bring. How much of that is on the mind of the people who who work in and around that building every day as far as the Predators are concerned and the long-term fandom here in Nashville is, as far as being a championship city, not just a, a big party city, which we do very well, uh, but a championship city at that. It's top of mind every day. It is. We, we, we have in each of our offices a statement that we call One Goal, and it says the Bridgestone Arena is the number one entertainment venue in the United States, and its centerpiece is the Stanley Cup champion National Predators hockey team. So it is something that is top of mind every day, um, but we know that it's why we brought Barry Trotz back. It's why we... Um, it's why we signed Roman Yossi to a long-term contract. It's why we signed Philip Forsberg to a long-term contract. It's why we acquired uh, Ryan O'Reilly and others at the trade deadline or the free during free agency, so that they can come create that environment. Ryan has won Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz has won a Stanley Cup. We want winners around. We want them to create here what uh, what we know can happen. And and just think about how cool that Stanley Cup parade is going to be oh. in Nashville, where oh. in a city that is absolutely lit every day and every night. And, um, you know, certainly we, we have great collegial relationships and friendships with Titans and, and the soccer club and the Sounds. and uh, But do we want to be the first one to cross that finish line to a championship? Of course we do. But if they are, we're going to cheer for them as loud as anybody else in the city um, but it's something that we work toward every single day. And um, I am, as I told Darren, I'm, I've been around for a long time. I'm kind of old, but I absolutely believe that within the, uh, within the span of my career, we will do that at least once, if not more. That's what I wanted to hear. I was, mm. was going to get to the, please tell us in our lifetime, we're going to get to experience that parade. Uh, yes, we are. I'm going to pull you guys up on the float with me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to it. Don't say things right. you don't mean, ma'am. Uh, I, love, I love Hockey Fights Cancer. The first installment of that is tomorrow, as you mentioned earlier. We were talking to uh, a matinee against those Blackhawks. Boo, Chicago. But a 1 o'clock game tomorrow, Hockey Fights Cancer, great cause. I, I love the league doing it. I love when the Predators, those games... It's for a great cause uh, because everybody's had that affect their life somehow, some way. So uh, keep up the good work, Michelle. Thank you so much for doing this, and we would love to talk to you again down the road. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime. Thank you guys very much. I hope to see you both tomorrow or very, very soon. Thank you, Michelle. Bye, guys. Michelle Kennedy. She is the president of the Predators. She is the COO of the Predators. She is the alternate governor, and she was nice enough to tell us. And you – and. I didn't mean to insult you and lump you in the same boat what? as me. I didn't know what alternate governor was. You probably did. I did, but yeah. it's okay. I know. That's why I said <laughs> I probably shouldn't have lumped. You know, but we are the McFarland it's show. Fine. It's fine. I should have said, "Hey, I'm the one asking." It's so fine. So I'm the one that really wants to know. But Michelle was uh, nice to answer it. So we appreciate her doing that. We're wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is the number you are listening to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. 
if you put away some drinks,